This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals only. Welcome to the Diabetes Knowledge and Practice podcast, bringing you news, views and updates in diabetes care. Today's episode is supported by an educational grant from Eli Lilly, Merck Sharp and Dome Corp and Novo Nordisk AS, who have had no influence on the content or the choice of faculty. As always, I'm Emma. And I'm Liam. In the first episode of this series, we discuss the importance of patient-centred care in helping people with diabetes take charge of their condition from their first appointment. Today, we're going to discuss a similar approach towards setting glycemic targets, one that takes account of a person's individual situation and involves them in the decision-making process. We'll review the guideline recommendations on setting and reviewing HbA1c targets, and then we'll be joined by Professor Peter Rossing, to hear his advice on implementing this in clinical practice. Professor Rossing is an author of the ADA and EASD consensus report on management of hyperglycemia in type 2 diabetes, and you can find his disclosures and links to the guidelines we discussed today in the episode notes. Since 2012, guidelines have recommended glycemic targets be individualised for each patient based on individual factors. In general, the more stringent targets of 53 millimole per mole or 7%, are recommended for younger, non-pregnant patients who are early in the disease course, that is, those with a life expectancy that means they are likely to see the long-term benefits of this. In the same way, the ADA recommends a more relaxed target of around 64 millimole per mole, or 8%, may be more appropriate for those of limited life expectancy, and who are therefore unlikely to reap the benefits of a more stringent target, or where the burden and risk of this, such as risk of hypoglycemia, would outweigh the benefits for that patient. When it comes to making this decision around setting targets, the ADA-EASD consensus report recommends that this be part of the patient-centred care model first detailed in the 2018 report, which focuses on the two main goals of care, preventing complications while optimising quality of life. This recommends shared decision-making between patient and healthcare provider, and calls for consideration of patient characteristics such as lifestyle and comorbidities, as well as their motivation. Through these discussions, an optimal overall target can be set, and a suitable management plan agreed on with the aim of achieving that target. This management plan should include SMART goals to work towards the target, that is, those that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time-based. Once these goals are set, there should be a continuous process of reviewing the patient's progress and setting new goals where appropriate. The guidance from the ADA and EASD is to carry out the patient-centred decision cycle at least once or twice per year, or every three months for those who are not meeting their goals. This includes reviewing the management plan, assessing where it is working, or could be improved, and making changes where needed based on mutual agreement. So how exactly should targets initially be set and how should we approach a situation where someone isn't meeting their target? We spoke to Professor Peter Rossing to ask his advice. Professor Rossing is Head of Complications Research at Steno Diabetes Centre Copenhagen, Professor of Endocrinology at the University of Copenhagen and an author of the ADA and EASD Consensus Report. 
thanks very much for joining me today, Professor Rossing. So first question, how do you normally approach initial HbA1c target setting with your patients? Do you normally recommend a long-term target such as 53 millimoles per mole and then shorter-term goals to achieve this in stages? Or is the goal always to set one target to achieve? Thank you. That's a, that's an excellent question. Uh, and it may depend a little bit from from the person to person, uh, but but uh, in general, I think the, the stepwise approach is more feasible for me at least uh, and for, for, for in, in my experience, because uh, setting one target and saying we need to go from, let's say, 80 to, to uh, 53, uh, that is uh, for some uh, demotivating and, and will kind of like uh, make them give up that that's at all feasible. Uh, so I'd like to, to uh, I mean, it, it is a, a negotiation or, a, or an agreement, uh, uh, and it has to be that in order to to have buy-in from, from the patient. Uh, otherwise, uh, if I just set a target, then uh, that's not uh, usually um, very successful. So it has to be a, 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 an agreement, and we need to kind of, uh, discuss that there's a long-term goal uh, and that target will of course be individualized based on on, on many patient characteristics but also uh, a short-term goal and say okay for the next six months or so uh, the goal would be to see an improvement and and usually just seeing improvements um, would be a a goal Um, but of course again it depends on where you're starting and and how far you are from target. And in your experience, what questions do newly diagnosed patients typically have surrounding targets? Well, I think, uh, first of all, there's a discussion about uh, is the target relevant for for the patient Uh, in the sense that uh, as a physician, uh, we may be, uh, and particularly as a diabetologist, may be very focused on hemoglobin A1c. uh, But maybe for the patient, the goal is to lose weight. Uh, or to avoid hypoglycemia or uh, something which is completely unrelated to our immediate uh, uh, target of uh, lowering hemoglobin A1c. So it's, of course, a, a, a first priority to, to, to have a discussion around the different targets that you need to, or the different risk factors you need to address and why setting a glycemic target is also uh, uh, important. And then uh, I don't experience that there's a lot of questioning around uh, specific targets, but but usually I try to explain that it's a balance between getting closer to normal without having too much side effects. And it's about reaching a target, and it's also about avoiding fluctuations in glucose. So the hemoglobin A1c is is part of the target, but avoiding hypoglycemia is another important part of, of the goal for glycemic management. And next question, where people don't meet their targets, how do you discuss this without creating a sense of failure? And do you have any tips for coaching people where they have fallen short of their target? Well, when you don't see any progress uh, or improvements or even uh, when it goes the wrong way, I think that's a uh, that's a common situation, first of all. And uh, it's a situation where uh, it is, of course, a, a balance between can say stick and and carrot or I mean can you provide incentives uh, or provide uh, uh, 
why should the patient actually be interested in improving a glycemic target? And you can say discussion about long-term complications and say, well, we need to improve in order to avoid long-term complications, eye or kidney or cardiovascular problems. That's uh, for some patients really important and, and uh, then they that that could be motivating to say well you need to improve to avoid that but for some patients that's really so distant uh, and uh, not really relevant for for what's happening right now and side effects to drugs or uh, other uh, issues might be much more important and go in in the way and and we, we actually at, at some point did a, a, a survey where we interviewed patients that were not really moving and were not a target and we could see that they were not buying their prescribed uh, medications and we thought they lacked education about the disease. But when we interviewed them, it turned out that for the majority, it's about we are not aligned on targets. And as I said, well, some may have a completely different agenda that needs to be sorted out, pain or familial issues or work-related issues. And until that's kind of dealt or parked with, then, then it's difficult to have energy to focus on glycemic target. But but for others, you can say, well, the immediate goal could be that, that even small improvements can have impact on, I mean, now and here, well-being, it can have impact on how tired you are. It can have an impact on uh, yeah, energy level uh, and, uh, for instance, uh, voiding uh, during nights and so on can be reduced if you improve glycemic control. And that's maybe something that is more appealing or more attractive right now for some people where the, the discussion around complications is too uh, far-fetched or not really in, in focus. So when, when we don't uh, approach target or don't move, see, uh, see improvements, it's about trying to find out what is important for, for the patient and how to put that uh, uh, into context with, with the um, improvement of glycemic control and the potential added benefit of uh, adding medication that could both help uh, receiving uh, the glycemic target, but maybe also provide, uh, for instance, cardiovascular uh, protection or weight uh, reduction or, or other benefits that the patient might think are, are really important. And in a similar vein, where people are achieving their target, how do you recommend discussing which target to set next? Should this always be seeking to improve or is there a point at which the target becomes maintain the current HbA1c? Yeah, I think, uh, um, of course, there are many features of glycemic control. So uh, reaching target of hemoglobin A1c, um, obviously, if, as we discussed before, have this stepwise approach where you start off, uh, let's say, with 80 and you say, well, next target is to go to 70. Then, of course, you say, well, next target would be to go to 60 or 65 and and so on, and, and, and then at some point you might be at, at the long-term target you set, then the, the next target might be to make sure that you optimize uh, also uh, cardiovascular risk profile with, with other, uh, let's say, uh, lipid profile, blood pressure profile, 
smoking cessation and, and, and so on. Uh, but of course, at some point, you are at target with all the risk factors, and that's a success. And, and, and then it's about uh, keeping uh, control or keeping to, to uh, the, the current targets. But then also you can say we, we have seen during the past years uh, fantastic developments where it's not just about uh, reaching glycemic target, but it's also about how you reach a glycemic target. And therefore, for many, uh, it has been, although they were at glycemic target, uh, we have had to uh, discuss uh, uh, the, the, the value of adding new medications with additional cardiovascular benefit beyond the, the, the reach of just a glycemic target. So not that, that the glycemic target is not important, but it has also become important for many patients how we get uh, to this target. And of course also that, that uh, for many uh, reaching a target might be easier than actually staying at target or maintaining uh, a target because you might, uh, and, and that's something to, to be aware of, you might lose the, the, the energy that is, uh, when, you're, when you're working on reaching a target, then when you have reached it, you might tend to, to relax a little bit. Uh, and that is, of course, important to say, well, that was a success. And now we we really need to keep uh, this this good level and maybe adjust medication to improve cardiovascular profile even further. And do you have any other words of advice on this topic you'd like to offer to our listeners? When you set targets, it's really important that targets are discussed with with the patient, and it's not your target as a physician, but it's shared targets and that you continuously evaluate if you are uh, reaching uh, the goal or the target, and if not, then revise the strategy. So it's a continuous process, like when you work with quality uh, or, or many other issues, that it's about setting a target, trying to achieve it, and if you don't achieve it, then it's about finding new ways uh, or optimize the ways to reach that target. And once you are a target, then of course, uh, make sure you are targeted the best way and also that you maintain uh, that target. Thanks again for joining us, Professor Rossing. In summary, glycemic targets should be considered on an individualised basis. This should take account of the patient's stage in the disease course and whether they are likely to reap long-term benefits from the stricter glycemic control. We should also consider patients' other immediate goals and personal circumstances, which may affect their ability or motivation to achieve their goal. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, all references discussed in the episode are available in the description, and we'd love to hear from you on social media. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to this podcast on your favourite app or recommend us to your colleagues. You can also access all of our free accredited CME content at knowledgeinpractice.eu, including interactive case studies and packages for small group learning. We look forward to joining you again in the next episode, where we'll be looking at reducing cardiovascular risk in type 2 diabetes.